All right, Tyler, story number one for the day. We're going to be chatting UPS, FedEx, and some of the limits they're putting on shipping for the holidays. So basically, as holiday shopping starts to get pretty tense and, uh, you know, the clock is ticking if you haven't gotten out there and uh, secured the gifts, FedEx and UPS are setting some limits for shipments. And this is a move that has actually allowed them to keep up with record demand of shipments since Thanksgiving. Here's some reporting out of the Wall Street Journal for context. Both FedEx and UPS are enforcing a limit on the number of packages that they'll pick up daily from some of their uh, major partners. So this is creating some backlogs in shippers' warehouses, which is creating a blanket effect on large players like Costco, as well as small to medium-sized companies. Uh, The two companies, FedEx and UPS, have spent several months planning with these large customers on shipping forecasts. So with that planning, carriers have allotted companies a certain amount of packages uh, by the day or weekly. However, if shippers exceed that amount, the carriers pause pickups until the network has the ability to take on more. Basically saying, hey, we allotted you a certain amount of um, shipments, that's how much you get. If for some reason you have more demand, I'm sorry, we only allotted that much. You're going to have to be patient. Uh, A UPS spokesman said that the carrier is, quote, picking up and delivering planned volume and that its on-time performance has led the industry since the beginning of October. Here's uh, another more full quote from said spokesman, quote, we are adhering closely to collaborative plans we have mutually agreed upon with our customers, and we always strive to provide reliable service. End quote. Richard Galanti, who's Costco's finance chief, said that some days UPS and FedEx aren't picking up all of the packages the retailer wants to ship naturally, which, um, you know, reflects the limits that the two companies are putting on their relationships with their customers. Uh, This is causing some delays. Here's what Richard Galanti said, quote, we like others are figuring out other things to do, not on a big scale. End quote. Costco actually started using Instacart to ship items like AirPods uh, and Instant Pots to get that same day delivery instead of just offering grocery items through their Instacart service, which is an interesting, um, you know, I guess little solution that they're coming up with because both FedEx and UPS are setting these strict shipping rules. Even though some packages might take longer to arrive, FedEx and UPS can actually tout delivery scores that are better than a year ago, despite the record high package volumes, which in my opinion is is, uh, probably the most interesting part of this story. Hmm. Two weeks between November 22nd and December 5th, on-time scores were 94.9% for FedEx and 96.3% for UPS, both of which are better than last year during a comparable period during Black Friday and Cyber Monday, which... You know, if we look at last year, we were not shipping during a pandemic. So it's pretty incredible that they've set themselves up for success in such a way. Uh, Here are some thoughts from Yahoo Finance on um, exactly how this dynamic is playing out. And just to clarify uh, how UPS and FedEx are setting these limits, then we'll get to our quick takes. Uh, now, a source does tell, tell me that uh, this relates primarily to uh, unplanned shipment volume. So basically, UPS uh, has worked out the shipments it could take from a lot of retailers before the holiday season. What they're doing now is saying just because the demand is so strong, uh, unplanned purchases that they did not agree upon 
cannot be taken. Uh, consumers will get their packages, maybe just a little delayed. So my quick take on this, Tyler, is that I just find it uh, really interesting on um, just how surprisingly effective this streamlining has been for both FedEx and UPS. But I think it also reflects the realities of the future of fulfillment services. So let me explain a little bit. As more and more companies turn to e-commerce as a key part of their revenue, which has been accelerated by COVID, and as more massive retail operations like Amazon both eat up market share uh, whether that is customers or uh, you know, workers and just absorbing business that was lost on Main Street because of COVID. Uh, and, um, you know, they set precedents for consumers on speed of shipping, quality of shipping, et cetera, et cetera. What does existing fulfillment infrastructure do to respond to all of these pressures? I think that's the key question. And I think it could go in several directions. Do they try to meet Amazon where they're at and basically uh, match them through more hires, often cheaper labor? I mean, we know Amazon is pretty infamous for their poor working conditions, but massive investments into infrastructure and quick delivery for cheap? Are they going to try to meet Amazon there? Or do they limit their intake from massive corporations to ensure those who do ship through them get the best experience possible, but just tell them up front, we might not be able to meet all of your increased demand, but what demand that we can meet uh, is going to be top notch? I'm not sure. I think it could really go in either direction. Now, if they go with the, you know, okay, we're going to limit the intake, will this push other corporations to invest in their own shipping infrastructure? Or will Amazon step in and continue to lend its fulfillment services out in exchange for uh, a cut uh, of the fees? So I think legacy shippers are going to lose a lot of major corporate clients if the competition can find ways to be cheap, quick, and scaled, even if their on-time rates are more successful than ever. Um you know, people have brand loyalty to FedEx and UPS, but if they can get the same, but they can get it faster or they can get it cheaper or they can scale it to cover all of their demand, you know, I don't think that the brand loyalty is that strong. So I also think massive retailers uh, with the capital to do so will probably be pressured to develop their own fulfillment infrastructure if they cannot rely on any of the main um, fulfillment services to meet this increased e-commerce demand. Uh, and, you know, per usual, I always like to add this layer, but I think it's important. Unfortunately, I think this combination of cheap, quick, and scaled has to come at the expense of someone, and most times it's at the expense of the workers, uh, usually through um, you know lower pay or some kind of working condition that is uh, you know just unsustainable and that um, leans into the quick turnover that Amazon already operates under. So those are my holistic takes on this. It's a really interesting situation, but again, what really stood out to me was the fact that UPS and FedEx were able to uh, you know set. Um, some really positive delivery scores, even though they're dealing with record high package volumes. Tyler, any thoughts on anything there that I broke down? Yeah, I think the the, the thing that's interesting to me is the delivery score in particular stands out, right? That when you set limits and set boundaries, you're able to more effectively and more efficiently carry out the tasks that you're given. I think that that's a reasonable thing to say across a number of different industries, and it's just playing itself out in a shipping context here. But I think you're right to highlight that, that what matters about this story is the response from the 
the large corporations, the, you know, the Costco's and the, you know, how, how do they go about adjusting to this new, uh, this new normal that the shipping companies have kind of, uh, begun to enforce. And I think that response, and, and you laid out the questions in a, in a really good way. I think that response is going to be what drives the outcome of this story, right? Because you're right. If Costco does, it, you know, decide to go in more of an Amazon direction, then that is uh, a big shift and a big change. But if they don't, you know, and, and maybe they they begin to uh, prioritize certain shipping over other shipping and that sort of thing and make their operations a little bit more efficient, a little bit more streamlined, then I think it's possible to still work with UPS and, and FedEx and that sort of thing because I think the effectiveness that they're showing is uh, is a positive thing in their ledger. So, Again, I, I think it's the response that comes from the Costco's of the world that's going to be the the big takeaway from this story. 